Hi guys, welcome to Calling All Quiz, the podcast, episode 4. Before we begin, I have a few confessions to make. Okay, confession number 1. I had my first orgasm by accident. Confession number 2. I then devoted a lot of time trying to create that feeling. Confession number 3. Um, it's always been a bit hard for me to orgasm during sex. And then confession number four is that I have faked an orgasm more than once or twice. Why are we even talking about orgasms in the first place? A few weeks ago, maybe even a month, I posted on Instagram asking you to let me know what topics you'd like us to discuss. And someone said we should talk about sex outside an orgasm-centered goal. And that got to me because I have so much to say about this topic. And I'm going to try to be very eloquent and articulate because as we know, sometimes when I'm really passionate about something or when I want to say so many things, I sort of like run around in circles. So bear with me, but I'm going to do my best. Um, when I was thinking about tackling this question or answering it or seeking to explore it, I thought it would be great to just explore sex and our beginnings with sex especially for people who are just starting to navigate um sexual interactions right so again before we begin i would like to point out that i am not an expert i'm not a, i couldn't am i a sex expert <laughs> no I, i'm not an expert in this topic and i can only speak from my frames of reference as a lesbian woman assists lesbian woman who used to sleep with men before so that's the frame of reference i can speak to i might not be able to speak to everyone's experiences but i would invite you to share your own experiences either in the comments or in our or or on our instagram at caq content so wow sex sex for me is such a heavy and nuanced topic because there are so many things I think about. Let's go back to my confessions and let me share a bit of my beginnings with sex. So my first confession was that I had my first orgasm by accident and that happened in primary boarding school when I was reading a book I had no business reading. Um, it was it had a lot of sex scenes, uh, which at that point I didn't even sort of fully understand what was going on. Like I could I I knew what these people were doing, and I guess at some point, like there was a connection in my mind about what was happening because I was seated at my desk, everyone had gone for lunch, and this feeling sort of coursed through my body. I was shaking, I was feeling good, but I did not understand what the fuck was going on and i remember at some point in that book this guy in in a section this guy was telling this girl to come like come come and i'm like where the fuck do you want her to go she's right there <laughs> so 
when this thing was happening to me, I did not even understand what was going on because I knew sex was taboo. I was brought up in a religious family, as we've talked about before. So I knew it was taboo, but no one was really telling you what it is. Everyone was just like, oh, if something happened on a TV show we were watching, people would be like, close your eyes, leave the room. You're not allowed to watch that. But no one was really talking about what it really is or what really happens. Everyone's just like, you're going to get pregnant um or in school they would tell you about primary and secondary changes that would happen to your body but no one is talking about orgasms people are talking about wet dreams but even then like the point is the whole subject was very hazy and very vague to me so by the time i started reading about it in books i wasn't even clear on what it is that i was reading but this instance i was reading this book and this thing happened to my body and it felt so good but at the same time, it felt like, oh, no, this is not something I should be doing. So I was very committed to trying to recreate that feeling, confession number two. But um, I was also a bit guilty and a bit embarrassed that I was doing that. Like, it's not something I was. I wanted to tell anyone. I didn't even tell anyone what was going on. So as I tried to recreate that feeling, I realized that if I cross my legs really really tightly and I picture a sex scene or I read a sex scene it happens again like this feeling goes through my body and then the aftermath of it is like this shakes and then it, it it's just it's like blood going everywhere it just feels really good so I realized that and then what would happen is I would do that like I would either would find books like that um which are not really hard to find considering we were in boarding school um i'd find books like that and then i would cross my legs like really really tightly or i would use my own imagination um <laughs> i've always had a good imagination i guess so i'd use my imagination and then i would cross my legs and alas i would orgasm but i didn't even realize i was orgasming and then by the time I, my body would like calm down i would already start praying and asking for forgiveness and that began a cycle of i guess it, it was masturbation but i didn't know it was masturbation so i would do it pray ask for forgiveness and then i would think afterwards if anything bad happened to me after that i would think that i was being punished for what it is that i did because of my religious background the way i was brought up and um, this thing that I was doing, I felt very guilty. I felt very ashamed. And sex for me from the very beginning was always, always a double-edged sword in the sense that on one on one hand, it was really good. It felt really, really good. But on the other hand, there was so much shame and guilt around it that I had no way of releasing the two so even when I actually started having sex physically like not masturbating I would still feel so much guilt and so much shame and um it took so many years for me sorry it took so many years let me mute this it took that's my laptop it took so many years for me to sort of get away from that and to start actually enjoying sex without feeling guilty without feeling like i am sinning and for me to explore my sexuality outside of masturbation because i masturbated for so long and the thing they don't tell you about masturbating is that it becomes so easy and so natural to do in the sense that it's just me 
I already know what it is that I want. I know what I like. I know what gets me there. So when you're having partnered sex, it's like, you pass on. Why can't you, why can't you do it the way I do it, you know? Though that's, that's a downside for me in that I got so wrapped up in it, it became harder for me to have partnered sex. But on the other hand is it helped me in exploring myself, exploring my body, figuring out what it is that works for me and figuring out what might not work for me, right? Another interesting thing is that I did not know about the clitoris until I was like in university, so... I don't know, I just feel a certain way about how we're taught about our bodies, how we're taught about sex. It's it's very it's so much based on you do not even have, especially as a woman, um, brought up in a religious background, you don't have any autonomy over your body and your desire. Your body, your desires, your virginity is something you deliver or bequeath to your husband it's not yours right when you are married it's not even it's not they don't tell you that when you get married you can enjoy sex no it's like when you get married you can have sex with your husband so you can have kids it's like and i have so many problems with that of course that affected me and the way i had sex but the point is um that was my beginning with sex and it really really took a really long time for me to let go of that shame let go of that guilt to actually enjoy sex the other the way that masturbation affected me was that I had to have this specific images in my head for me to get off. And so when I was having partnered sex, it was hard for me to enjoy the moment, to be in the moment, because I would be in my head just trying, like I'd be in my head picturing things, trying to make it happen, right? So that was difficult. And what would happen is, because it takes so much energy to just be like, <clears throat> oh, I wish I was doing a video so you can see what I'm, the faces that I'm making. But like you're so focused on, uh, so focused on coming that you end up not enjoying whatever it is that the other person is doing, right? That that used to be me for so long. And so it takes so much energy, I would end up just faking it and being like, oh my God, oh yes. Oh. Wait a minute, I'm about to fake on camera, on, on, as I record. No, I'm not going to do that. But yeah, so... Um, those, those were my beginnings or that's where, that, those are the things I've been going through to this point. It wasn't until last year that I started letting go of this idea that I have to come and being in the moment, being able to enjoy what is happening without feeling this pressure to make myself come or to make this other person, uh, to, to enjoy what this other person is doing and um that's why i was very interested in this in this topic or this question that this person asked me because for me it took so long to let go of the idea of sex without an orgasm and when i asked um you on instagram what you think like if it's a must for like if you think it's um a must if, if you think it's important for you to come most of you shared the same sentiment that for you it's about the process of course there are people who are like Yo, I need a nut. I like my nut. And there's someone who actually said that um, sex, um, orgasms during sex were so elusive for so long that now they really have to like, and I, I kind of relate to that because it was so hard for me to orgasm during sex. Now when I have an orgasm during sex, I get very excited about it. But the things that I've learned, especially uh, from last year to now, the most important thing I have learned is I am responsible for my orgasm. When I think maybe because of the way I 
interacted with sex before, I felt that it's someone else. It's someone else. It's the person I'm having sex with. Like it's their responsibility to make me come. No, that is a lie. Um, something I am learning, something that I have learned is that it's my own responsibility because when you give that responsibility to someone else, it then becomes about what they do, how they do it. Are they able to do it? You know, but when you take that responsibility on yourself, it's like, um, you first of all talk about sex, what you like done to you, the things you don't like done to you. And then even as the sex is actually happening, you can be able to be like, excuse me. Um, okay, maybe not say it exactly the way I'm saying it, but you can tell them, you can point out that, um, no, for me, okay, maybe not, no, I, I don't know. Yeah, you can say no, yeah. You can just be like, this is what I like. Or what about if you did, did it like, like this? What if you moved, move down, apple, you know, you can talk about it because it's your own responsibility. You're not just going to lie there and just let this person do things to you. You're taking action and responsibility in saying this is what I like this is what I enjoy can we do this and then they also take the responsibility their own they own they also bring their own responsibility by sharing what it is that they like done and how they like it done and then you both end up having mutually satisfying consensual communicative beautiful sex right that's something I've learned the other thing I've learned and still in line with responsibility is you're responsible for your own safety and oftentimes we do not talk about safety and even in the queer community I feel like we really I'm speaking based on my own experiences and the experiences that my friends have shared with me we hardly ever discuss safety you either meet either in person or at the club or on social media and then you maybe sex a little or flat a little and then things um, progress as they naturally do and then you have sex and then um, or you you find that you fall into this pattern of having sex with this person but you never ever talked about your safety you don't know if they were tested you don't use um, dental dams or condoms or finger condoms which I, I understand they might be difficult to access in our country but you don't even have that conversation in the first place you're eating people out who you don't know if they've been tested. You're just, you meet someone, you eat them out. I think there should be eating out hygiene, but maybe that's something else we can talk about. Like, know who you're eating out, yeah? As a general rule, like, when I used to be <laughs> single, uh, and this is something I was taught by my Botswana friend, just finger people. Like, if it's a casual encounter, finger people. Of course, wash your hands, but also just finger them. Don't eat out someone you don't know, Yeah. Um, and someone you haven't had that conversation with, because I feel like we don't always talk about this. We're always just, as much as we're talking about consent, as much as we're talking about um, limits, as much as we're talking about kink or the things that we like, we should also be able to discuss safety and we should center safety, both like in the phys physical safety, emotional safety, health safety, we should talk about it, right? Um, before, before the point here is before we have sex, but even if you are having sex right now with someone and you haven't had that discussion, me, I would encourage you to have that discussion about safety because I feel like sometimes we're so carefree that, um, we end up facing the things. Wow. We end up facing things that could have been avoided. Okay. So that's another thing I've learned right now. I, I think sex is really beautiful and it's it's an it's a beautiful and intimate act which I enjoy immensely, but it has taken a lot for me to be able to get to this point where I actually enjoyed. 
I am taking responsibility for my own safety. I'm taking responsibility for my pleasure. I'm communicating my needs and my desires. And I'm playing an active role in accomplishing them. Um, if if I feel like something is not working, I'm saying it out loud that you know, that's not working. Because another thing we're not doing is relying on body language. No, no, no. No body language here. Of course, it's body language because it's what is talking. <laughs> but we're using our words to actually voice that um, something is not like we're not enjoying something or we're enjoying something, right? And the only way I think that that can happen is if we're having sex with people we're talking to, if we're having sex in safe environments, like safe even emotionally for you to be yourself, for you to explore, for you to talk, right? So I'm trying to nurture my playful and my adventurous spirit um, so I can f keep figuring out like the things that I enjoy sexually because I want to have sex for as long as I can. I know, I know, I know I always have difficulties imagining old people having sex, but I want to have it for as long as I can. And I want to have consensual, fun, freeing, communicative, and mutually satisfying sex. Wow. I've thought about a lot of things. I don't know if I've talked about the things I want to talk, to talk about, but yeah. So I guess to answer the question, sex outside an orgasm-centered goal, I think it's very possible. I think where I'm at right now in my life, it's more about the journey getting there. Because I can't always get there, but um, I am, I'm, I'm driving. Like, I'm not in the backseat waiting for someone to take me there. I am actually behind the wheel driving, enjoying the sights and scenes and sounds around and just having fun, whether or not I orgasm is not really the point here for me where I'm in my life. What about you? Let me know what you're feeling. If you are just starting to like have sex with women or men or non-binary people or trans people um, and you have questions about being in that space where it's just the beginning and everything feels a little bit confusing, I would recommend listening to The Wildness. They have a lot of uh, podcasts about sex and sexuality. And I will also find other podcasts that you can... Oh, Dan Savage, the Savage Lovecast. He answers a lot of questions about sex and other things, but mostly about sex. So I'll, I'll link the two of them in the show notes so you can have a listen to that. And if in the times between me recording this and me editing and posting i find another podcast i will definitely also link it in the description and yeah if you have any questions you would like to ask me personally you can ask me on instagram at caq content or linda underscore pepper or on twitter at linda underscore kbd and or you can ask in the comments section below i really appreciate you listening up to this point please give this a like follow us on soundcloud if you're not already oh shit i almost forgot we're on anchor now and because we're on anchor anchor allows you to uh distribute to even spotify and maybe apple Podcasts. i'm not sure so we're on anchor as well uh you can listen on anchor now you can listen to us on soundcloud to us to me on soundcloud anchor and spotify i'm gonna put the links as well in the description box so if soundcloud is not the best for you you can listen through other platforms until the next episode i hope this was useful for you please share it with someone else bye